Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. I totally forgot to <laughs> Did you really? And quickly in my mind, I was just like, what's hello in Russian? But oh. I don't <laughs> All right, that's I that. Like, I don't know. You there had you your go. chance. I this totally is, This is forgot. live, Mipa, and you screwed I know. it up. Well, well, there you go. Th- it's something new and exciting for yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I was like, is this it? I totally forgot. <laughs> it's you forgot? A- yeah, I mean, I've been living and breathing all week, but like just barely. So okay. it's just <laughs> been a crazy couple weeks. Well, that's it's good to know that that's how yeah. you are. You're living and breathing. Living and breathing. There you go. Samita, you had homework. I did have homework. <laughs> for those of us, for those of us, for those of our listeners <laughs> who listened to our episode of L, Mita was l- talking to us about how there's this new viral TikTok. About yeah, it's TikTok eating friend. watermelon with mustard, yes. which sounds disgusting, but Mita did it. I I did. To preface this, all the TikTok videos I've been watching, they have like big chunks of watermelon, like the big triangles of it. I didn't have that. I I buy my pre-cut watermelon, so I got like little cubes mm. that that it's really nice to put on a toothpick with some mint and feta and a little balsamic glaze, and like that's a really good snack if you're, you know. This is our new food podcast. <laughs> You're really digressing from the point. Where here. I give you snacks. Um, but yes, I tried one of my cubes of watermelon with just like French's yellow mustard, yellow mustard. no Dijon, nothing fancy. Yeah. And it tasted like watermelon with mustard, <laughs> mustard on it. Mustard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Lizzo was like so amazed by it. And like the original video is this guy who's like, you guys got to try this. This is something we've been doing in my family for years. And like, they just like douse it. It's not terrible. Like it wasn't no, disgusting, yeah. but it's just watermelon with mustard on it. Like it wasn't, yeah. I wasn't like, oh my God, this is blowing my mind how good this combination is. It was just like a little sweet, a little sour, some tang, nothing. It was just was watermelon it. with mustard. Yeah. Oh, well, watermelon, mustard. Watermelon, mustard. Ah. That's disappointing. There I was, you go. <laughs> I like that's what I thought it would be to be quite honest. But part of me was like, maybe it'll end up being like amazing. Like it'll it'll bring out some flavor. Like you know how they say you should add salt to chocolate, like hot chocolate, because it brings out the sweetness. You and chocolate milk and it's chocolate very good. milk. Yeah, and it's very yeah. good. It really does bring out the sweetness. Manny Delgado from Modern yeah. Family was on to something. Yeah. Yeah, they knew what was happening. It was true. Yeah. So I was secretly hoping something would happen. No, nothing happened. Sorry. (laughs) But I'll try some more food trends this summer, um, and I'll make sure to report back to you. Okay. Good. (laughs) What else is happening, Mita? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I was on the Facebook, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I think that's its original name, and that's how we should refer to it. But I was on the Facebook, and I followed TV Line, which is a website that does, like, TV spoilers and, like, upcoming Mm -hmm. news and whatnot. And they had posted, so I don't know. Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? No, I don't think you... I didn't know. I actually tried it and I did not like it. Okay. So they had posted that. So they're doing like a new version of it. Uh It's not a spinoff, but it's like 
a recreation, which they had initially had planned to do when the fir- when How I Met Your Mother had ended, right. and it actually was supposed to star um, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Okay. Lady yes. Bird herself. Um, Lady Bird herself, Greta Gerwig. But then I they made the pilot for it, and then it didn't get ordered. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that pilot still exists. And apparently it actually wasn't terrible. And so I would like to find someone who has that pilot. But I'm glad but, Greta Gerberg wasn't sidelined to being a sitcom actress. Exactly. Um, I think to the how world I benefited. met your father. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> yeah. think the world really benefited from that not making being a thing at the time. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. But they've announced recently that they are going to bring that idea back. And it's going to star Hillary Duff. Okay. And this TV Line News article was saying that another casting announcement had been made, and it's going to start... Oh, man, I'm forgetting his name, but he's Piz from Veronica Mars. Okay, yeah. Um, And he's in Promising Young Woman, and he's going to be in this this TV series as well. And so mm-hmm. I, I don't know what possessed me to do this, because I'm not typically one to, like comment on these posts yeah. like sometimes i'll have the idea in my mind but i will yeah. never write it and i don't know why i did i just did i was just like this sounds like too white like it sounds really white yeah. <laughs> to me and i would think like if you're gonna do the show again and try to like do a new version and reimagine it mm-hmm. you would want some diversity there especially like in today's age that's the call out like mm-hmm. i get and we talked about friends friends can't change what they did they did yeah. that and the old How I Met Your Mother can't do that. They can't change that either. They did that. But like yeah. you have the opportunity now. Why aren't you seizing it? And so I wrote that. And like immediately after I got this comment from this woman who wrote FFS, which you can Google what that means. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, do you want to add anything to that? Like you can't just write that and yeah. like not have like have any opinion towards yeah. it. And then <laughs> she wrote. Um, yeah, you're ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, okay, like, what's wrong with some diversity, though? Yeah. And then she's like, should I go into the details of my, like, Facebook drama? I think you can. Yeah. yeah. She wrote, uh, like, oh, there have been shows for years for black people, for Asians, for... I fr- she had another group in there, and I can't remember what it was. But... She's like, why can't you just leave things as they are? Like, why do you have to make race such a big deal? (laughs) And like all this random stuff. And then other people start. It's kind of blown up. And so I I stopped the notifications for it because like it was annoying. I got that out of control? There's like a lot of people who like started to to comment. Yeah, I started something. (laughs) Did you let them know we have a podcast? (laughs) No, I don't want those people (laughs) listening. There were, But I was kind of like just taken aback by the amount of people that wrote and like some guy called me an idiot and he showed the gift. Sure. Have you seen like Gordon Ramsay putting yeah. like two pieces of bread between yeah, them? Yeah, and yeah. He wrote, he put that there. Someone told me that, like, told me to F off. Like, it, I'm not the creators of the show and the creators can do whatever they want. And like, I was just like, what is wrong with people? The internet makes people really entitled. Yeah. And really dumb first and foremost you should know better than to engage in an internet i know argument. i don't know what possessed <laughs> you me are, to do you it you are an educated smart woman Mita, <laughs> and you know better than to do but that. my responses were like i showed you some of my I know, responses yeah, i felt did. like i was you know i was trying to under like not understand their opinion but like almost i guess i want to educate people I had said, like, I grew up never seeing anyone who looked like me as the lead character on a television show. And all I'm saying is if you have this opportunity to do something, do it. But, like, why aren't they seizing that opportunity and why are they making what they've already made? 
Yeah, and I think I can see. Look, I, 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 not to play devil's advocate, because I do think that there is something to be said about. Look, to get something off the ground, you need star power. That is like yeah. flat out what it is. But that is what Harry Duff is meant to be. Mm. Right. That is the whole point. You really could bring in diversity anywhere. And I think I was talking about this with some people because diversity seems to be the only thing we talk about these days, which is fine. <laughs> but we were talking about how Sound of Metal with Riz Ahmed, the character's name is Ruben. Yeah. He wasn't written as a Pakistani man. No. He was written as Ruben and they cast who they thought was the best person for that. Mm-hmm. And it worked in the confines of the film. You don't really find how it is ethnicity. His ethnicity is not important. It's not important to the it's story. It's irrelevant yet. to the story. He's just Ruben who looks this way. And it was so nice to see that. And it's so nice to say to be able to say, why can't we just cast that way? And I don't mean Chandra Rhymes blind casting in your like ridiculous Bridgerton crap, because that doesn't make sense. But in the case of like Sound of Metal, it really did work. So why can't we apply that same mentality to other things and say, this is the character who can best play this character? I don't think there's anything wrong in asking that question. That said, and like this might come off wrong, people who aren't vested in diversity don't care about it. Yeah, that's what I learned from my Facebook comment. <laughs> yeah. They like, like really don't care about it. They really don't care. And to people yeah. it's seen and like I can also see how like to some people it just seems like constant complaining. Because can I also say we are also constantly complaining? Well, we have reason Not, to. No, no, I don't I so I don't mean we as ethnic people or you and I. I mean society in general is constantly complaining. Yeah. Like there's this cancel culture and this and that like I think what you were saying was really important and a good part of that conversation but i think what happens is even when you bring up relevant arguments it gets drowned out and people saying friends shouldn't be a show that's on tv because it just all starts to sound like negative and cancelly and like this this notion of like uber pc like you know what i mean like and so even though what you were saying makes complete sense and Mm -hmm. it's very true i think to people it all just starts to sound the same yeah well anyways i'm facebook famous now so (laughs) <laughs> I've done that a couple of times and I've regretted it so much. Like sometimes people, you'll, like you'll read a comment and I'll be yeah. like, I'll just be like, oh, I got to respond to this. And it's almost like I hit enter and I'm like, why did I do this? Why did I do that? Yeah. like why I know I I'm going to be upset by everything that comes from this. And then one comment was like, oh, it looks like you just want to start arguments with people. And I was like, no, I was just stating an opinion. Yeah. Like everybody else was stating their opinions of how like, oh, it's Dell from private practice. Like, yeah. cool. Great. Yeah. You recognized him. Go on IMDb. But yeah. like, you know, I don't know. I once <laughs> um, I once got into a fight with my wife. And I on went Facebook? To, no, in person. But I went to Reddit and I went to the Am I an Asshole? <laughs> and I posted on it. And turns out I'm not an asshole, just so we all know. Am I the asshole? Am I the asshole, yeah. Yeah. But I, I posted my story. And some people actually have responses that are very, like, even keel and understanding. And some people are just like, why don't you just kill her then? And it's just like, all right. Like, let's just calm down here. Like, I don't I understand. I saw a couple of those, yeah. Like, why, like what? <laughs> why are we going with this? Yeah. I don't understand. And then the instant thing I think of when I read those comments, I was like, what are you like as a human being? Right. I got a couple of those, and then some people came to my defense. They were like, oh, calm down. Like, yeah. she didn't, yeah. Why are you so mad at her? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why does, and then, like, a lot of them, one guy made sense. He was like, why does your opinion matter more than hers? 
Yeah. Because he was saying to me that my opinion doesn't matter and I should shut up. <laughs> but what a ride. What a and ride now I think they're all is. waiting for me to reply, but I turned the notifications off, so I'm not going to... I, I, I don't, know, yeah. You really I'm do have to, like... Yeah, well, you're not, but you've learned your lesson. <laughs> <laughs> If you were smarter than that, you wouldn't have done it in the first place. I don't know what overtook me. I was just like, this is too white. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, that's my, you tell me I never have anything for small talk. I know, it's a good story. I liked it. There you go. Relevant. Each week, I'll be posting a comment on Facebook. (laughs) And we'll see the responses. (laughs) And we can discuss. (laughs) Uh, But Mitha, speaking of too white... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this week we watched your movie the man from uncle wee oui, oui. mita i'm gonna give a brief imdb description of what yeah. the man from uncle is about and then you dive in and tell me why okay okay i chose the man let me just uncle. get the imdbs so this is how imdb describes the man from uncle In the early 1960s, CIA agent Napoleon Solo and KGB operative Ilya Kurakian participate in a joint mission against a mysterious criminal organization which is working to proliferate nuclear weapons. Why so many big words? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, that that is the big thing. I think the thing the logline keeps out is that this is actually based on a TV show. Yes. From the 60s or 70s? From the 60s or 70s. 60s. Around that time. Okay. Back in the day. Perfect. Samita, why? Why the the man from Uncle? I, so I watched The Man from Uncle for the first time last year. Mm -hmm. Probably, I think around this time. Yeah. I feel like it was around this time. Yeah. Oh, you remember me watching it for the first time? You told, I remember you told me, like, you were, you really liked this. Oh, yeah. Because, okay, so when, like... The I when this came out or when the trailer came out, you know I love a trailer. Mm-hmm. You know I love um watching press junket videos on YouTube. Yeah. Army Hammer and <laughs> Henry Havel Ka- have Henry Cavill have some really good press junkets from this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like really interested in seeing it and I never went out into the theater and saw it. And like it has never really been readily available. It's still not readily available. Like I no, bought it this. Isn't. Yeah, you had to rent this, right? Yeah. And so I was, like, really interested in watching it. And I finally watched it for the first time last year. And, like, I had a good time with it. I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, like, this is, like, this is a bop. I know I, maybe I say that a little bit too much. But, like, there are some things that are bops. Mm -hmm. And I felt like this is one of them. And I feel like you need some bops in your (laughs) repertoire. Sometimes you just need a little, like, something fun to watch. And something, like, spies and exciting and, like, a little, you know. Me so my cat and mouse rape movies are boss. <laughs> and another part of it, though, is like we ha- I think I had said, like, it's Guy Ritchie doing something PG-13. And you had said, I don't want to see Guy Ritchie do something PG-13. Mm. And so I'm interested because now I've made you see something that Guy Ritchie did that is PG-13. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's all coming back together. It's but yeah, that's why all the pieces of it are. That's why I chose the man from UNCLE. When you talk about this, are you going to yes. talk about the first time you watched it or this time that you watched it or both? Both. Okay. Yes. And I, there are a couple points of things that I want to bring up. But before I bring those things up, mm-hmm. I want to know your general or your gut reactions to gut it. Gut reaction. Yeah. This is what I would call a very easily digestible movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, yeah. it's very easy to watch. It's very 
it's it's po- it's the definition of a popcorn film. My dad says this thing that pisses me off, but he likes to call movies time pass. And like he's got oh. a slight Indian accent, sort of like time, time pass. pass. Yeah, and I like like movies Fast are just time. movies. Yeah, movies are just you know time pass. And I like I hate it because I'm like, well, I'm devoting my life to this time pass. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's another conversation for another time. But this is kind of what I would describe as time pass. It's a it's entertaining to watch while you watch it. You, you know, you're never really bored throughout it. It it it, it does keep you going through. But I don't I. I <laughs> Today, while I was eating, I was like, oh, we have to record. And I was honestly like, what did we watch? <laughs> and, then, and then and then, Alicia Vikander's face came into my head and I was just like, oh, right. That's what we watch. So it's not, I wouldn't call it memorable, but I would yeah. call it easily digestible. It's funny you say that because I literally had the same thought process in my head too. Yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to record last night and last night I was like, wait, what did I watch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then it happened to me again today <laughs> where I was like, what have we? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I have notes on that. I've seen it a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like since that first viewing and like totally agree with you on the like easy to digest. And I think like there is space for that in terms of absolutely movies. Yeah. yeah. I don't think everything I don't I, like and I like a good serious movie. I like a good. Okay. So let's 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 just dive into the conversation. Mitha. Okay. <laughs> first of all. It is an offensively attractive cast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so painful to watch. Everybody is so hot in this movie. So attractive. It's yeah. so... There were just scenes... There was like a couple of scenes where it's Henry Cavill, Army Hammer, Alicia Vikander, and Elizabeth and Dubicki. And I'm just like, what the F? <laughs> Why are you all so beautiful what? and tall except and for Alicia tall. Vikander? <laughs> Alicia Vikander is, is short. But, but the prettiest short girl you'll ever see. It is a tall group of people when Superman is the shortest one uh, in, in like a shot. So yeah. it first, they were like inc- insanely attractive people. And it's, mm-hmm. it is distracting at some points how attractive how they, they are, how beautiful they are. But one thing I really, I was like watching this movie and I was just like, I can see this being better than this. Do you know what I mean? Like this has the ingredients to actually be like an Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. But why isn't it? And part of the yeah. reason... <laughs> and part That's my of, first point. <laughs> part of the th- reason I think it isn't an Ocean's Eleven is because I don't think Henry Cavill or Army Hammer are great bankable. actors. They're, bank- they're not bankable. No. Henry Cavill is very attractive, <laughs> but he's not a great actor. No. He's not all looks. I wouldn't go as far as saying like that's what it is, but he is, he has a lot of looks. He's a lot of looks. And I think he's learned though. I think he has learned that his physical capabilities are really what's going to set him apart in a movie. Yeah. And so, like when he was in this last Mission Impossible, like it made perfect sense. And he, like, he's actually. Have you watched it? Have you watched Fallout? No. No, he's actually. He's not the most the most amazing actor you've ever seen because yeah. you don't need to be that in the Mission no. Impossible movies. You, know. you need to be able to carry out the stunts and like make it look yeah. realistic. And he does, and I believed his character in that. And I think yeah. he's learned like he can do the physical stuff. Yeah. But like if you want him to have like a role, like a serious important role, like that's not gonna be what I'm his not gonna give it to is. him. Yeah. No. He's the type of actor who if you're like and you know, there's a he's eye candy. 
that that is and I don't want to diminish we shouldn't diminish women we shouldn't diminish men for the same reason but that's really his going to be his thing if I if I'm looking if I'm picking a cast for a film I'm not thinking oh Henry Cavill is going to be great in this that's not yeah you know he's what I mean? so like, talented he's yeah. so talented that's not it he's Superman and he freaking looks like Superman I remember when he got cast as Superman I was just like oh that is exactly what Superman so is supposed to yeah. look like yeah yeah that's it. And that's but that's unfortunately what it is. And then there's Army Hammer. <laughs> to to just slowly slowly quickly go back to <laughs> Henry Cavill. Yeah. Um he's fully aware though. Like he has said in interviews he's like I'm like in it because of the money. <laughs> like I yeah. I'll take jobs because like it's a good paycheck. And I think there's something to say about that is somebody is like fully self-aware of themselves and knows that like I'm not going to get an Academy Award. But yeah, I'll do this action movie yeah. or I'll do this like um video game TV show because like it's just entertainment. It's not about the the acting for me. I, think I admire about, that part of him in a way. But the thing about I really actually like about Henry Cavill is I think he is a he's if you've ever seen him on Instagram, he seems insanely approachable. Like yeah. he's like a gamer. He seems really friendly and really nice. And he he's aware of how he looks, but I don't think he cares. He plays with it too though. Yeah. Like he has like raunchy comments and interviews and stuff. Yeah. But he yeah. does it's like he knows he's 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 he doesn't a, care. A, he's acknowledged that like fine, this is how people perceive me, but that's kind of just it. It does he doesn't seem like someone like Zach Efron, for instance, you know that man is like super proud of how hot he is. He should be. <laughs> But you know what I mean? That kind of yeah. Henry Cavill doesn't have that kind of arrogance about him, and so he no, comes yeah. off he comes off sincere. He's comes off very likable. Yeah. So it's, while for while him, it's do, just a side effect. Yeah, and yeah. while he doesn't really necessarily have screen presence, he has a likability. Mm-hmm. Which then we move to Army, Army Hammer, Hammer does not have. <laughs> doesn't have anything to be quite honest. But I I don't know if that's just because of everything we've heard of him recently, or if that's like just how it's always been. Well, you asked me earlier, like, what was my first viewing like versus this last Mm -hmm. one? And that first viewing, obviously, all the stuff about Army Hammer hadn't come out. And at that point last year, you know, on Instagram, like him and his wife were still like together and he would have like pictures with his kids and stuff like that. And so I thought, oh, he's just like a normal family guy. And watching it this time i had a totally like i didn't like watching him and it's because of the external personal stuff that i'm hearing about him now i also couldn't believe him as russian like at all no he's not good at it it was terrible he just didn't it it came off like he was acting yeah he's not a good actor though no and i think oh no i i've and it's unfortunate because he's actually i mean he was in the social network he is good in the social network because of David Fincher. Yeah. He's not good. Like, he's not doing anything that, like, really sets him apart. He's also very good in Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, but I think, like, Timmy owns a lot of that. Though. Well, I mean, that's because Timmy's the main character. And I mean, yeah. but as as the love interest, which is what Army Hammer is, it's that relationship is very believable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't like him anymore. No, <laughs> it's really... hard. And this is kind of the prime example of like when the Army Hammer stuff was happening. I remember I read it. I, I, I brought this up on the podcast. There was an interview where an A-list actor says, why are we trying to make Army Hammer a thing? And yeah. I was just like, this is the example of like, he can't carry a movie. He can't carry a movie. Yeah. And that was like my one of the main points that I wanted to talk about. It's cause, because in all means, like this is actually, like, I think it's good. It's not, it's not the greatest yeah. spy action thriller you're ever going to see. But this is like a good summer movie. Yeah. 
and it didn't do what people wanted it to do. It didn't become a franchise. And like, no. I think um, both Henry Cavill and Army Hammer have said like, oh, like if they wanted to, I would do another yeah. one. Like it was fun to shoot, but it didn't like garner the reputation that I guess that they were hoping for. And it's because of those two leads, though. And I just don't understand, like, I I understand why Army Hammer maybe isn't, like, as bankable as people want him to be. But I don't get why Henry Cavill isn't bankable. It's a good question, because I've actually been asking myself the same thing, because Henry Cavill has everything going for him. Mm. He has everything on paper going for him. He's very attractive. He's very well built. He is very charming. He has screen presence. Yeah. But there's just something not clicking. And, and then... he has, like... He has fans, too. Like, when they oh, announced yeah. last year that he wasn't going to be playing Superman anymore, there was, like, a lot of outrage on the internet about I it. I mean, because he is Superman. Like, the, the, his, yeah. he, that, he looks exactly the way you imagine Superman would look like. He doesn't look like Clark Kent, though. <laughs> no, because Clark, yeah, I see that. Because, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah, he just constantly looks like Superman. But then you look at something like Ocean's Eleven. Let's see. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like in the same wheelhouse of like fun spy. caper. Yeah, fun caper spy kind of like. Heist. Ish. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. Well, this isn't a heist, but it, it is kind of like that same notion of it's a popcorn film. Ocean's yeah. Eleven is, I think, the example of it is time pass, but is like high art as well. It is like mm -hmm. so exquisitely made as a film. It's so, but it's just entertaining. It's not trying to be anything other than a great piece of cinema that you can watch and just have a good time with it's not trying to teach and, you anything it's exactly what it's meant to be and digestible by all ages too, all ages. which i think is so hard because i was 10 years old when i was in that theater mm. and i i have a vivid memory of sitting in that theater and having to sit in the front because the whole theater was packed yeah. and like going like this but just being so yeah. like captivated by everything because it's brad pitt yeah and i mean part of me is like could so there's two parts to it. Is it just the fact that this is cast by two really kind of average actors and that was cast with Brad Pitt, George Clooney and Matt Damon in lead roles? Or was the script of this just kind of blah? I think the script is ho-hum. Yeah. But I think Guy Ritchie's direction does elevate it in a lot of ways. Like I, because the other point I wanted to make, like there was this like res this whole surgence in the early 2000s and like the mid 2000s of taking old tv shows mm. and making them into movies because yeah. we've run out of ideas yeah uh, we have and you have some successes with like charlie's angels but then there are so many that are bad like starsky and hutch and like dukes of hazard yep. and i can't think of any other ones but like i well there was like I, miami vice and there was exactly yeah there was more star trek there there was like a lot they're trying to have this whole surgence of like you watch this on tv back in the day now yeah. let's go see a movie about it well let's see a modern version of it and a modern take yeah. and like if you're gonna do something like this like guy Ritchie makes a lot of sense and i actually like what he does with a lot of this like the action scenes in this are really enjoyable and like yeah. easy to follow but still like high risk and entertaining and like i will say funny. <laughs> my favorite part of this movie was towards the climax there is a sequence where they're trying to sneak into the lair elizabeth debicki's lair mm -hmm. and they essentially quick edit the the action sequence over music and it's like cut scenes you don't see it all happen essentially it's like yeah. it's like a 
I don't even know how to describe it. It's just they've shot it and then they've gone in and edited it to look like a music video, essentially. So you're not actually you're not watching the action sequence. You're watching, hey, this is how they get from A to B. And this is the action that transpires. But we don't need to see it all. So let's yeah. here's just a quick little montage of this. And it was I was my mind was blown. I was like, <laughs> this is exactly because I hate long action sequences like that. They're yeah. so boring. And it's like Guy Ritchie was just like, we don't need to see this, but I know we need to see this. So here's how we're going to do it. And I was like, that's a talent. Right? Or like even in the scene when they're at that, like the docking station and Army Hammer's character is like on the boat that's about to like, yes. blow up. But you see it in the side view mirror of yeah. the car that Henry Candle's eating at sandwich. Yeah, sandwich in. Yeah. I'm like, only Guy Ritchie would do yeah. stuff like this. And it's so smart. And I just don't understand, like, why more people didn't see this or, like, it didn't have that, like, that pull and why this isn't, like, attainable for people. I want people to watch The Man from Uncle. I think it's fun. It's a fun summer movie. But I think you can even acknowledge that while it is a fun summer movie, it's missing something. Well, okay, this viewing, I the first time I saw it, I was so entertained. I, yeah. I was taken away with it. I was like, oh, like... I, because I was expecting it to be bad because it was this trope of taking a 1960s, 70s show and making it into a movie. But I was really entertained and I was just like, oh, like this reminds me of like watching Bond movies with my dad, but it's not as bad as a Bond movie can be. Yeah, it's not misogynistic. Yeah. And it, it is like, it's a thrill ride and like. I had also had seen Guy Ritchie's Aladdin, which I didn't like at all. Oh my god! I, I always forget that he directed Aladdin, and I'm like, why? So and I, <laughs> I literally sitting in the theater watching Aladdin, and I saw Guy Ritchie, and I was like, how did I not know that? Yeah. And it's because it's not good. Yeah. And I think they realized it wasn't good, and so they didn't really like promote the fact that Guy Ritchie directed yeah. this movie. Well, they just tried to pr- promote Aladdin for being Aladdin. For, yeah. So I had like this kind of bitter taste of like when Guy Ritchie does the more softer side of things, it's not going to be good. And so I was really taken aback. This viewing, Army Hammer, his performance and him in general, I I was very judgmental and skeptical of. But I don't, I'm having a hard time figuring out if it was like, if it's me being critical this time around, or if it's me like knowing everything I know now. I think, I mean, I I think it's hard to remove everything we know. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. that's possible to be like, you know so much about someone. And like, he has had a fall from grace that is second only to Ellen. He's not coming back. This is it. He's his career is done. He will he he might show up in some like Tara Reid movies along the way, but he's never coming back to an A-list. You think he's Tara Reid level? He's never coming back to an A-list level. Like, I don't see how that's possible. Yeah. And like, especially because he was never like he was, he was on the cusp of falling off the A list. If he was even on the A list, and like the movies that he's known for are by association. That's true. Because the Social Network is a lot of other things, and Call Me by Your Name is Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Timmy. So <laughs> it, it it's not like he's he's famous. Like you can't really name other movies that are just him. I I'm actually I'm sitting here having this conversation with you, and I'm like, what else has he been in? Well, what I find interesting is he's in another movie that's like a remake of a TV the show. Lone the Lone Ranger? Yeah, I was just thinking that. He's in um, J. Edgar, which yeah, like is not Leo. a great movie. But like working with Clint Eastwood, like that's yeah. like he has all the opportunities and I like it's just gone to shit. He just Am I allowed big... to say that on our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> he just he's just hasn't done anything with it. And he's not very he's just not very charismatic. I just don't, you know, I don't care. But what I want to talk about. Is why the F is Alicia Vikander in this film? 
<laughs> like where where was that choice made? What and this is but after what, her she career won an in general. Oscar. I'm just really baffled by her choices. Like I, I am, I am too. To be quite honest, because I remember watching her in Ex Machina and in uh, the Danish Girl, and being like, "This mm-hmm. girl is going to go places. She's talented. She's very talented, mm-hmm. and she she has she, she's so talented. She's stunning. But it's honestly not the thing you pay attention to because she's a very skilled actress. Yeah. But why was she in this? She needs a better agent. Like she has no <laughs> scope in this. No. It's it's she's an eye candy she's just piece. The girl. She's yeah. just the girl. And to be quite honest, Elizabeth Debicki has the better role. She does, and she's so good in it. <laughs> she's so okay in this meet <laughs> No, she pulls that off so well. It could be so cartoonish. It could be like way too maniacal. There's a subtlety there of her being this like rich bitch Italian woman. And who has all the power and like wants to kill people, but you still like kind of enjoy her. Like she, I, there's some subtleties there that I think Elizabeth DeVicke pulls off quite have you well. Seen, have you seen uh, <laughs> Baywatch with Zac Efron, Vin and Diesel, Priyanka Chopra. and Priyanka Chopra? Because I she, plays, she plays a similar role and she plays it better, Mita. I don't think she, I think we have differentiating opinions <laughs> about Piggy Chops, so. And Elizabeth DeVicke. <laughs> Piggy I just bugs me. I don't believe a lot of her acting sometimes. She's just better in Hindi movies. That's all it is. Yeah. She's just so much better. At, but honestly, she's quite good in Baywatch. And she plays the same kind of role. I don't know why you love Elizabeth Debicki as much as you do. I, honestly, anytime I see her on screen, I'm like, what is Mita's fascination with this woman? She's so tall. She's, she's so tall. <laughs> She's so tall and elegant, and I, I'm really excited for her to play Princess Diana in the upcoming um, The Crown. The Crown. I think she'll and, actually be good in that, except yeah. Diana was not, like, six feet four. Well, they'll figure that out, Nadine. <laughs> she, I think she she's, like, six two, or she's six tall. three, and then Army Hammer's, like, six five, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the, uh, there were so many other things that I just found were so strange in this movie. Let's have... The American have the Russian accent. The <laughs> British guy have the American accent. Also, Jared Harris, British, have an, 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 American, an American, accent. American accent. I don't know where Alicia Vikander's accent was. No. Like, it was just... But, and again, let's have the shortest have person you... with the tallest person. And then let's put Henry <laughs> the Cavill. Guy the shorter the guy with the tall girl. girl. It was just... There are some decisions that There's I was like... There's some mismatch there. Yeah. But I think those are, like, small things that we kind of need to get over as people. Like, why do people's heights have to match up? Can I just say, though, Mita, generally speaking, I, I totally agree. But when you're making a movie like this, that we're you, need I, that. you need that. Part of it Especially is... Especially when you have such beautiful people. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's distracting when, like, Henry Cavill is supposed to seduce Elizabeth Debicki, essentially. And they're walking next to each other. And this guy is Superman. And she's still towering over him. I don't know. I was into it. <laughs> I believed it. I think they have enough charm each other like separately that they were able to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Hugh Grant in this too. Surprise, surprise. Which is a nice little surprise. Yeah. I think Hugh Grant is a nice, It's a, he's a pleasant surprise and I can, I'm appreciating seeing old Hugh Grant. You mean like today Hugh Grant? No, like old, like Hugh Grant is old now. Yeah, like today oh, Hugh yeah. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aged, aged Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant not yes. 1990s Hugh Grant. Yes. Yeah. One question I wanted to ask you is: I see clips on Instagram of the Gentleman a lot. Yeah. Should I be watching the Gentleman? 
Yeah, you should actually. The gentleman is a better. Yeah, it's better than the man from Uncle. The gentleman, though, the plot can be a little like you. It can be confusing, but like not in the way that you don't get it. Just like it's kind of unnecessarily confusing. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, that is, that is a, a bop as well. Yeah. <laughs> Guy Ritchie bop. makes bops, an adult bop with swear words and yeah. um, no nudity, but swear Swearing words. And <laughs> yeah. And good and violence. violence. Yeah. But fun violence. <laughs> Can I confess something to you? Yeah. I don't like Snatch. <laughs> I'm just not a fan. I actually don't like anything Guy Ritchie has done. You don't like Guy Ritchie? I don't have anything I might take back him. my the gentleman recommendation for you then cuz I don't know if you'll like it. I didn't I didn't love Snatch and I'll 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 admit that I was younger when I saw it and maybe I saw it I think in the the peak of its hype. Mhm. I also saw, for instance, like I saw The Hangover way after the hype. And I remember I saw it in theater with a friend. It was me. And the theater was like empty. It was there wasn't a lot of people. And yeah. we were both just kind of like, this is the movie everyone is talking about. Because I think some things you just have to see before the hype gets out of control. That's fair. Uh, that was me with La La Land. But now I've learned to appreciate it more. How dare you? You're the one that told me when I went to go see it, you might not like it because of the hype. And did I didn't love it. Yeah, you did. Oh, and really I, you were right because I was just like, okay. But now I appreciate it more Yeah, outside of the hype. Which is why you really do have to see movies before the hype. More than once. You More than once and before the hype. Like, try to go early because once the hype is done, it's it's hard to get over it. Like, it's hard to get over that hump of the yeah. hype. It is. There's it's a slump there. There's a slump, yeah. <sighs> Where were we before? Oh, the gentleman, though. Oh, yeah, the gentleman. Um, I'm, like, debating. I think watch it. And t- le- that's your homework. Because I think it is okay. available on Netflix it's, or it's on somewhere. Prime. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, watch it. And Michelle Dockery's in it. So I know you love Michelle Dockery. You love. I didn't really love Michelle Dockery, to be quite honest. In you her love character- Downton. I love Downton, but yeah. her character is kind of like hit and miss in Downton. So, and I think it's really I I'm into the McConaughey, if you will. Oh God, I can't stand it. You're not into the McConaughey. I hate him. <laughs> I'm into some parts of so obnoxious. Not all of it. I can't stand it. I'm into the Magic Mike. <laughs> I liked Magic Mike, but that's also because that's Channing Tatum and not Matthew McConaughey. I like Matt Bomer in it. He could have been Superman. Yeah, but again, he doesn't. He's not a great he actor do either. He doesn't no. do anything. Ah, you didn't watch White Collar, did you? No, I didn't. Is he good in White Collar? White Collar is his like the TV show. It's he was the on show. For, yeah, yeah, no, I know, but like, um, he's very charming. I think in a, <laughs> if you if if it was like a a battle between good looks of Henry Cavill and Matt Bomer, I think Henry Cavill wins, but that might be a Sophie's choice. That is a Sophie's choice. <laughs> I don't know. That's a toughie. Well, how did you feel about the music in this movie? It was clever. Like, honestly, right? there were elements about it that were very... There were elements about this that were really good. Like, really, really good elements. But it just generally... It falls flat. The falls whole flat movie is just kind of, like, flat. Like, it's not... Again, I enjoyed it. But I did find that at two hours, towards the end, I was kind of like, okay, we're getting a little long in the tooth here. Like it, that's my other yeah this viewing i 
I can see what you're saying with it falling flat because mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it as much as I normally do. Okay. And it did feel long. I was like, oh, we could have cut some things out here. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it needed a little bit more for what it was. It needed just a little bit more spark. Like, okay. It just needed a little bit more like. <laughs> I found the chemistry between Henry Cavill and like Army Hammer kind of off-putting a little bit too. Like I didn't. Oh, did you? They're like. Um, I think, like, when they're working together, when they're speaking to one another, it's fine. But then there's some scenes where they're, like, they're, like, um, casing a joint together. And, like, mm-hmm. they're walking. But they're walking kind of funny together. Like, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like these two are, like, on a mission. It felt like these are just, like, two guys who happen to be at the same place at the same yeah. time. But that's the yeah. writing. I felt like that was more acting. Like, I didn't... I didn't vibe with them, but that was this viewing the first time. I don't know what's what happened in a year. Can I just say though, there is movies have to be watched in a time and a place as well. Like there is, there is, it is such a big part of the viewing that what is happening in your life is obviously going to inform your experience. Like you don't, Mm. you know, if you watch the same movie for the first time and had gone through, had got had you know a fight or whatever, and you were just watching it to watch it, you might have hated it. That the same movie, I think it's really hard to. Ideally, you just want to watch movies in neutral stance. I'm trying to remember if I watched it before I came to Ottawa or after I had gone back to Toronto. And I think I watched it before I came to Ottawa. And so I was just like, COVID was like a new thing. Mm -hmm. It was only like two weeks into it. And I was just like, oh, I just have like another week or another two weeks off of work. And then I'll go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) I was just like. (laughs) <laughs> I'll just watch some like a fun movie for the yeah. sake of watching a fun movie. Oh, I was so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you. Yeah. I mean, we can get to our ratings, I guess. So first, give me your sequel prequel ideas and then we'll get to ratings. Army Hammer posted like a little while ago, like before mm-hmm. the whole drama went down that he was interested in doing it. And I, I kind of was just like, yeah, like I would watch it just because like I think. I think Guy Ritchie would come up with something good. And especially after seeing The Gentleman, like, I think he's, like, getting his footings back in. Like, Mm -hmm. he had a rough time with Madonna. He's had a rough time with, like, I've never seen Sherlock, but I haven't heard the greatest stuff about it. Oh, God, I fell asleep in it. I've never fell. I don't fall asleep in movies. And I, like, I went and saw it in theater and I fell asleep. Mm. It's Robert Downey Jr. Downey Jr. and who? Jude Jude Law. It's Jude. Oh. Yeah. I love Jude. And Rachel McAdams. Okay, like, Rachel doesn't have the power to be the, the girl in a movie. Like, she have you is, seen Doctor Strange? She's freaking Regina and George. <laughs> so good at, as Regina George. But she's she not, is. she can do more than yeah. what people are giving her to do. Did Anyways. You, you know what I read today? And this is like the tangent of tangents. Yeah. She was the original choice for Anne Hathaway's role in The Devil Wears yeah. Prada. And yeah. She th- she denied the role three times, and there were other people before Anne Hathaway. Yeah, but Anne Anne does that. Anne does. Oh Annie. my god! It was and it yeah. was Meryl and Anne was Meryl Streep's suggestion to have Anne. Yeah. How did she know Anne? Broke back. Oh, yeah. Meryl! What a good eye! Yeah, what a good eye! Because <laughs> Anne Hathaway is the weakest one in Broke Back. Well, she doesn't have the line of Jack. Nasty. <laughs> Jack Nasty. <laughs> Jack Nasty. It's true. So. There you go. Um, but I, I would watch a sequel. Not not anymore, though. Well, one, like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not happening anymore. There's no chance. 
not gonna happen and it's hard to have a prequel with this because they like give you that glimpse of like what the character storylines are yeah but if i'm gonna follow anyone in this movie it's going to be elizabeth tibicki's character she's dead <laughs> no as a prequel oh, okay um like how she got to be this like italian crime lord <laughs> sure Nadim, I have no. I so don't. I don't. I this. just don't know why. She looks so good in I this. I just don't know why, Mita. I don't know why you don't like her. Well, we should have like a poll or something Maybe. of like how people feel about Tabiki. I don't think people know who she is. I'm not gonna lie. No, people don't know, and they should. Tabiki, one day, mark my words, one day she will have an Oscar. I would like to point out in our conversation that Mita started this recording talking about diversity. But Mitha has a thing for tall blonde women. That's that's all that's shown to me. There's a lack of diversity. Get out! What Don't even dare. Do? What am I supposed to do? Don't even dare. There is definitely <laughs> enough diversity for you to have other girl crushes. I don't have girl crushes. I think you I, are well, in I love with Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> I think Elizabeth Debicki is very talented. <laughs> I think she. I was very captivated by her in Widows. Is that what led to the love affair? Widows was, I was like, who's she? <laughs> I wanted to know more about her. Anyways. That character in Widows could easily be, anyways. Uh, that's another <laughs> conversation for another time. Uh, so why don't you give me your ratings? Okay, so I'll tell you 2020 Mita was a different Mita. Okay. And she was, I guess, I, I'm pretty sure I watched it before. I knew what COVID was <laughs> before I knew <laughs> what was happening with the world, what what the world was going to be. And I was just like, I'm going to watch something fun. Yeah. And with like two hot guys. And so I watched The Man from Uncle. And I that time I probably would have given it a solid four. I was like, this is wow. entertaining. <laughs> I don't know what kind of place I've been, you know. <laughs> it's a year later, though. Yeah. I've watched a lot of movies in the last a year. A lot. We've started, I watched this before we started our podcast. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. now it's coming back to me. Okay. We hadn't, we had talked about it, but we hadn't done anything yeah, about yeah. it yet. Yeah. And I, I think this past year, I, I've become a better movie watcher. Mm -hmm. Major part to you. Oh. Ooh, I know. <laughs> My legacy. <I'm> gonna cry. <laughs> and so I, I did have more of a critical eye. There's also all the external army hammer. Yeah. Like cannibalism stuff, which I wish we talked about a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, we can still talk about it. Army Hammer is a cannibal, and I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I mean, there's not enough evidence to prove he's a cannibal. And there's not enough to prove he isn't. Mita, that's not how it works. <laughs> and as someone who loves true crime, you should know better than that. I know. Allegedly, Army Hammer <laughs> is a cannibal. He um, there's not enough evidence to convict him. Yeah, well, he is. Uh, yeah, it's okay, all yeah, circumstantial. Terrible. It's all circumstantial, and he he is trying to better himself. He's currently checked into a rehab yes. facility, so I hope I wish him well because yeah. he does have children and a lovely wife who I follow on Instagram, and she's a lot of fun. I, I admire her a lot. But go. where was I? <laughs> you were so, giving me a rating. I'm all over the place. Which this viewing, this movie felt a little all over the place yeah. for me. Yeah, but I, there's still some elements to it that I really did enjoy. I love the music. I love um, the style of everything. Like, yeah. it is very Guy Ritchie. And then it's also the 60s. So, like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of vibrancy there. Um, and, like, the costuming is really fun, too. 
And those are all things that I think should be in a summer bop. And so for this viewing, I'm going to give it three. Okay. Three stars. Yeah. I felt very similar to you. I thought Mm -hmm. there's actually... For a movie that I find very digestible, but kind of forgettable at the same time, there's actually a lot of really good things. A lot of really solid elements in this film. Solid scenes, solid things that you're like, hey, these things in just a better movie would be amazing. And I think maybe that's the thing is that like, and that, but that's also what makes it digestible is that mm-hmm. there is actually stuff in this that you're in, you're compelled to watch. The music is really good. Some of the action sequences have been really creatively shot to avoid being repetitive and derivative action sequences. And it was so funny because as we were getting to the compound and, you know, you know what's going to happen in my head. I'm like, oh, we're going to have to watch them get in now and like gun people down and hide behind walls. And it's just so dumb and boring. And he right away changed it and gave me this, he recognizes that, gave me this really clever, quick montage that kept me interested. And I was just like, Guy Ritchie, I really appreciated that. Yeah, Because action sequences can be so, so boring, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because the stakes in an action sequence are honest. They generally are so low. There's nothing. You know, no one's dying. The heroes are going to get in. The heroes are going to get in. You know what's yeah. going to happen. So let's just get past that. And so there are elements in this that really, really keep this intriguing. The costuming is great, especially if you're a fan of that, like, that is the 60s aesthetic and suits and things like that. It is, It is fun to watch. It is always nice to watch sexy people on screen. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah. You don't have to be gay, straight, bi, anything. To watch attractive people do things on screen, it is half the battle. So it, it is what it is. Like, there's, yeah. And this is your top four people are dangerously attractive people. All, all the people in it are attractive, though. Not all like, I can't them. find one uggo. There's no uggos, but there's like varying degrees <laughs> of like attraction. Yeah, I will say Alicia Vikander, if you're listening, girl, find a better agent because yeah. you are so above this crap. You, you should... know what though? Like even Michael Fassbender, some of his choices, I'm like, huh? Like where where are we going? A little, but he's done some solid films too, though. Yeah, I think together they need to make better choices. But them together, I like. Anyways, go on. Sorry. I, I do like them it. together. But anyways, Alicia Vikander, find an agent because you're so much better than this movie. Mm-hmm. Or demand a rewrite. That's what she should have done, is demanded more scope for her character. Because if you're going to ask Academy Award winner Alicia Vikander, she's the most qualified actress of this team, and she's the most wasted person. If you think of it That's that way, she, she's an Academy Award winning actress who was whittled away down to like a... Piece of meat in this film. Can I say though, by the end of it, I think in the if they were planning to do a franchise, I think they would have utilized her. You get that impression, especially because yeah. she's a part of the operative. So clearly, yeah. she would have had like in in the next in the sequel, she would have had more of a scope. I would have imagined, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why she signed on because that's what it appeared like to her that like maybe this role isn't, but the next one will be a little bit more. There'll be more meat. Yeah. Anyways. Or her being like working with British intelligence should have been more of a like a climatic reveal. Like it should have there should have been more. There should have been more substance to that. Mm -hmm. Anyways, all this to say, it's totally fine. I will not watch this again, but it's the kind of movie that if I was flipping the channel and I saw it, I might stop. I might not. But for all those reasons, I it's now I'm starting to think the way you do. I'm like, do I want to give this a five or do I want to give this a six? 
-hmm. And I think six is too high. So I'm going to go with a two and a half. Two and a half. Writing it down. But I will say it was nice to see just a movie. Right? Sometimes Sometimes, you just got to pop one on so like my suggestion to people like if it's, it's the summer yeah. you should watch some you should watch light stuff in the summer like you don't need all that heaviness except watch l because that is very good <laughs> but like yeah watch a bop watch a sunday movie watch the man from uncle i you would ca- i would it, call but... the man from uncle a sunday movie yeah for yeah. sure and i just i wish it was on netflix or any sort of streaming yeah service. i do find it strange that a movie so new is not on anything yeah which is and strange. like it is entertaining. People would watch this. Oh, yeah. It's entertaining. I could see this being in the top 10 of Netflix Canada for like one day. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Very possible. Yeah. But yeah, that was The Man from Uncle. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. But Mita, we move on to more serious things. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> it is my choice. Ooh, so, uh, highbrow choice. <laughs> we are going with three actors. Well, are we singing the song? Oh, my God. <laughs> So sorry, Mita. Whenever you're ready. <clears throat> Different characters, same world. Okay, I think that was yeah. good. That felt yeah. good. I felt good about that. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, Mita. My turn. I would like you. All three actors in this movie. All three actors. All three in actors. The movie. Is it a foreign film? It is not. It is it a is Bollywood an, film. It is an English language film. Wow. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yes. We're going with Jack Favel. Okay. Nefertiti and Baby Jane. And your timer starts now. Okay, it's Baby Jane, um, Betty Davis, or is it uh oh, oh what? <laughs> Joan Crawford? Is it Joan Crawford or Betty Davis? Baby Jane is Baby Jane's Betty Davis. Yeah. What are Betty Davis movies? Nefertiti? Yeah, Nefertiti. <laughs> that was my favorite because I was like, either you'll know this or you'll be like, what? Uh, this is an old movie. That's my guest. <laughs> Should I just start guessing Betty Davis movies? All I can think of is whatever happened to Baby <laughs> Did you put a timer on? I did. You got 15 okay. seconds. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Um, What was the first one? Jack. Jack Favel. Favel. Nefertiti. I'm not gonna get this. You got five seconds. Sorry. I'm gonna waste this five seconds. Do 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 do. So, Jack Favel is yeah. George Sanders from Rebecca. Oh my gosh. Uh... <laughs> Baby Jane <laughs> is indeed Betty Davis. Okay, good. And Nefertiti is Anne Baxter from The Ten Commandments. Okay. And we are Great. watching the 1950 <laughs> classic, All About Eve. <gasps> Clutch pearls. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Have you seen All About Eve? I have not seen All okay. About Eve. You also asked me this one. Did <laughs> you I? You forget what you got. Yeah. I always forget because the list is just so big and I'm part of me is worried because sometimes I have, I have some really popular films on here and I'm just like, maybe mm-hmm. she's seen this. I'm excited. But yeah. Okay. So we were watching All About Eve. Two hours and 17 minutes. Sorry. But I think you'll... you'll, Can we also watch Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? (laughs) Mita? Maybe. Give it... Let me... (laughs) If it's not on the list, you can watch it next year. Okay. That's fair. 
Just don't watch it yet, please. <laughs> I've seen Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. You've seen Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? Late one evening. I I have the memory, but I don't remember the movie. But I have the memory of watching it. I went and saw House of Wax, like the remake with yeah. like Chad Michael Murray and all that in the theater. And then I came home and in that movie, they sh- show clips of whatever, whatever happened, happened to Baby, to Baby Jane. Jane. And then I came home that night and I turned on the TV and whatever happened to Baby Jane was on. Oh. And so I've seen part of it, but not all of it. And I was scared. <laughs> That's my. Okay. Well, we'll yeah. see. I'm not sure how I feel about this story that you've revealed to me. Why? I mean, I was 14. <laughs> not, it's not like you were like four. <laughs> no, but 14 is like a lifetime ago. Yeah. True. Yeah. We'll see. I haven't okay. decided yet. But next okay. week is 1950s All About Eve. All About Eve. Okay. Exciting. Exciting. Black and white. I can do it. <laughs> you can do it. You're a big girl. I can do it. I can do it. Before we get to Eve, do you have any parting words for us, Mitha? How's that for entertainment? That's a good line. It is a good line. And we didn't say it, but I actually don't mind his accent, like his American accent. Henry Cavill's? Yeah. It was distracting initially because part of me was like, why isn't he just speaking in a British accent? Or like his (laughs) his British accent? Yeah. Yeah. So that was confusing. But then I eventually got used to it. I never got used to the Russian accent on Armenia. No, it's really bad. (laughs) But yeah. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for All About Eve. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. <laughs>